3: Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, June 2nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Poonick-Verselini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Dylan Bishop will join us later on in the show, but we're now joined by three members of the Legion, the American Legion Post-14 Junior League team. How you guys doing today? Good, good. good and you are introduce yourselves from left to right here
4: um i'm grant henderson i'm alex Danner. i'm connor smith
3: and grant goes to martinsburg alex goes to jefferson and connor goes to washington Mm -hmm. and i nailed that all right uh so you guys starting this junior season last weekend you started off two and one i know connor you had a great pitching outing uh kind of what has this opportunity been for you guys another junior league team triple join us later on in the show. it's kind of been up and down. He's had a team, but he hasn't had a team. But this year, he's got two full teams, one senior, one junior. What is this opportunity for you guys to get better this summer?
4: Well, it's a great experience. Um, it's a great opportunity to have this to be a part of, and I'm really excited for it.
5: Yeah, I feel like uh, this is a great opportunity to get a ton of reps, uh, get us better for the years to come in high school.
6: I feel like it's fun because we're playing with older kids rather than our age. We the show how good we are. It's fun.
7: And you guys all being 15 years old, so still have a lot of growth, and this is one opportunity to grow. I know it's still early on, but what are some things that you've already learned from your coaching staff with post-14?
5: I mean, I've learned a lot with, like, just, like, more, like, mental things of the game. I've learned, like, just more ins and outs of the baseball.
4: Yeah, I've realized that the game's a lot more mental than physical. you got to have your head on right if you're going to do good.
6: Also, you got to be more serious now because you're getting into your high school year. You're getting into like, you only have like three more years left now because we're, we're going into sophomores. So, it's, we just got to take it more serious.
8: Have any of you guys uh, played together before uh, Berkeley Post 14? And then what's that been like getting to know other people from different schools?
5: Um, yeah, I know me and Connor have played before on the travel team. His dad coached. And then me and Alex played ever at, at Martinsburg Little League for a few years. But it's um, it's been fun getting to play back together.
3: And what is kind of you know for you know for you Alex and for Connor, what's the the experience been high school wise? Uh, you guys both were getting varsity action this year, and and for you Grant, uh, you know you start at the JV level for most of the year. From what we could see when we were getting ready for the varsity games, when we were calling those Martinsburg games, what is kind of this that first year of high school ball been like for you guys?
4: Well, I didn't really expect to get as much varsity time as I did, but I thought it was a great opportunity, and uh, I tried to do my best.
6: I thought it was awesome, like just standing at first knowing you're playing with seniors and you're still a freshman, and I thought it was just crazy.
5: Yeah, I mean, even at the JV level, I still like felt the experience. It's just a lot more fun than what anything else has been.
7: Since you guys are the younger guys uh, coming up through the ranks in your respected high schools, we haven't got any chance to talk to you guys yet. So just tell us a little bit about yourselves and start off with who or what gave you guys your love for baseball.
6: Well, watching it was a big thing. I remember watching Adam Jones and Manny play, and I just just loved it. I thought it was awesome. And then my big thing was Chris Davis, because I'm a first baseman, watching him just... Hit balls out and it was amazing.
4: Yeah, my dad really introduced the game to me at a young age. Pretty much had a bat in my hand right out of the womb, um, and watching it obviously. Manny Machado
5: is my favorite player. Being a infielder and all, he showed me a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, my dad kind of introduced it to me when I was young. He played in high school. He was pretty good, so he kind of introduced it to me, and I just kind of fell in love with it. I mean. And also watching some like big league infielders like Javi Baez and a few others I mean it's just really inspired me to be better.
8: All of you guys (laughs) probably have plans to uh, you know earn big minutes on the varsity team next season. Uh, How do you think playing post 14 this year especially going up against older competition will help you achieve your goals uh, when it comes to high school play?
5: I mean I think it's helping us mature a lot and uh, Then again, going back and just getting a lot of reps, just making us better, all the fundamentals and stuff, yeah.
4: Yeah, playing with the older boys is definitely going to be experience because varsity is all older boys, and us being younger, we need that experience this summer, and I think it's a great opportunity.
3: And, you know, for you guys, you are on the junior Legion team here for Berkeley Post-14, but the way that it's kind of been set up and just the number of players that are on this team that have – you know had that varsity experience or next year going to be varsity guys obviously uh you guys are getting the opportunity to play those 18 19 U, U teams throughout the season next weekend is going to be a big opportunity for you guys going up to morgantown with a big tournament uh, what is kind of is that how does that make you feel knowing you know you're on this team that is technically a 17 U team but all the teams you're going to be playing uh, or most of the teams you're going to be playing are kind of like what you're going to be seeing next year in, in high school
4: well I think we have a great team, so we're uh, pretty much ready for any competition.
6: We're overall good from, like, pitch. We have a lot of pitching, and then we have a lot of hitting, and we have a lot of fielding. It's just all-around great team. So when we go up to play older kids, it just shows how good we
5: are. Yeah, I'm going to have to piggyback off kind of there. I mean, it's just really, like, it's just really maturing. I mean, it's just maturing us up.
7: What are some of the goals that you guys have set for you guys this season?
6: Win and overall get better against older kids and grow as a baseball player?
4: I just want to get bigger experience at the higher levels with the older boys, so I'm ready for next
5: year. Mature in the mental part of the game.
8: When you look at your team, uh, a lot of EPAC guys obviously being a part of it, uh, the Eastern Panhandle has kind of built this reputation as being a, you know, a powerhouse in the state in terms of high school baseball. Uh, what's it like to just uh i guess be a part of a team with so much talent from the area and the fact that you know now that we have a junior and a senior legion team uh, plus some other legion teams and travel teams in the area, what does that kind of say about this area in high school baseball i mean it's It's awesome to know that we're playing with the best of the best in this area
4: and just knowing that i mean we make a mistake we know we're gonna get backed up. Yeah, this area has a lot of great ball players and to know that uh, us three are one of those top ball players that's a great feeling to have.
6: Especially when we're out like with the older team, how good they are and then we're with them. It just and then when you play high school how good every other team is.
3: And for you guys, obviously Tripp is kind of like the the head man here for post fourteen. He's the manager of the senior league team, but for you guys you're gonna be working closely with, you know, some guys that have gone through the system and then the head guys, Ryan Childs. He you know, he played professional baseball. How's that kind of like gonna be knowing you're gonna be learning from guys, one, that have been in your exact position at one point, and then two, a guy that's played where you probably have hopes and dreams of playing?
4: Well, He's already helped me a lot with pitching this year. He showed me a lot of new tips and tricks, and it's really helped me a lot, and it's a great opportunity to have a
5: former MLB player as my coach. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a really big pitcher myself, and um, just knowing that he he pitched professionally, and he um, he knows a lot of things It's helped me out, like learn how to throw different pitches and how to throw them better.
6: It's also helped me mentally like to know what pitch to throw, where to, how to attack batters, and overall how to be a good pitcher.
7: We mentioned earlier that this is the first year that Post-14 has had a junior team. When you guys found out that they were going to do a junior team and were asked to be on the team, I guess what were your reactions and why did you decide to join?
6: I thought it was an honor knowing how good the older team is and how well and how they get everyone seen and offered. Like Cam Moore going to Fairmont, and everyone else like Stevens going to Shepherd. It's just a great opportunity to play.
4: Yeah, I was really excited knowing that uh, all the better ballplayers in E.P.A.C. would be on this team, and it's a great opportunity to play with them. Me growing up with most of them, getting back together with them was an awesome thing
5: to hear about. Yeah, I was kind of honored to find out that I was invited to play on this team, knowing that like we were gonna be playing a lot of older teams, knowing that it was gonna be a, it was gonna be competition, and I was just excited to play.
3: And I kind of asked you guys more about Ryan Childs as the the manager for your team, but, you know, I mentioned it a little bit there. Jack Weber, Josh Rush, are guys that are on that coaching staff for your team. Uh, you know, how much does that kind of – how much are you guys going to learn from them about kind of EPAC baseball and then just baseball in general as they've played in the college ranks?
5: I feel like, um, I mean, with them being younger, they, they understand this a lot more than some of the other coaches do. But, I mean, it's just – I feel like we're some of us are closer to them because they play our position than that they're closer to our age so they can like kind of relate to what we think.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go off what Grant said. Them being younger and understanding us more gives it them easier jobs to help us. Them both growing up in the EPAC really helps too. They know the EPAC well so they can help us better.
6: They're also good because they push <laughs> us. They want us to succeed because they know how it is like to be in our shoes, freshman, young, and then just how – to help us.
3: All right, well, that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Fix. We'll have the Berkeley Post 14 junior team on the air tonight. They take on the Smithburg Blue Crabs. It'll be a 6 p.m. first pitch. We'll be on the air around 5.45. We'll have a few other games this season as a lot of them are unfortunately away or, you know, just not a lot of home games this season, but we'll be catching up with you guys along the way this summer. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. When we come back, we'll talk with head coach of the senior team, Trip Tobin, as their season gets started tomorrow. This show is sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more back in two minutes.
9: when you need justice.
1: Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway.
0: They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner.
1: Bring your Natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful Beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM740, and TV10.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're now joined by the manager of the Post Fourteen Senior Team, and I guess the whole organization. Trip Tobin is—he's uh, done a lot of work in the past six months trying to get two teams up for this season, and uh, you know, I think you've got some pretty good players on all on both teams.
9: Oh yeah, we have great talent. You know, there's an unbelievable group of kids that come out and want to be part of what we're what we're doing, and. Um, you know, just uh, it, it took a little while to get the coaching staff squared away to where I was comfortable that we could handle, you know, 36 kids to, to 40 kids. So um, I'm just appreciative of those guys. And the my, bro, my brother-in-law, Ethan, my sister, Tasha, doing a lot of the administrative things. And then you spoke of the coaches on the field and Sam Walls. And then you have, uh, you know, um, Andrew Stevens just been helping us out tremendously. You know, with just – him and Mike been uh, throwing batting practice and just doing the things that, that, that can help us uh, handle that many kids at one time and, and do it successfully and do it the right
5: way.
3: And we talked to you, obviously, this whole... Season kind of has led up to what you were able to secure in the financing for P.O. Faulkner Park to get the turf down on the field. And, you know, that means less maintenance over the summer. Uh, and that helps out, obviously, the Martinsburg Bulldog team. as You know, obviously, that means Coach Byler can take a vacation and not have to worry about, you know, making sure the field's tip-top shape every day for your games as he wants a tip-top shape field. Uh, but uh, how much kind of do you think that that has helped maybe – with more players wanting to play for your team and you know having the ability to make two teams this year.
9: Well, first off, he can't take a vacation. That's in the contract. So, he can't <laughs> leave regardless. Um but uh yeah, I mean having the turf field certainly helped us uh you know, have a long-term home and relationship with Marsburg High School in the Berkeley County. And, uh, you know, I don't know if the, if the facility plays into it as much. I hope it's more of, a, of our program as opposed to just playing on turf. But it certainly helps us in, in multiple ways of being able to play more games without, uh, you know, tearing the field up, uh, less maintenance, as you said, on us. It'll give us more time to focus. On the kids, I mean, we can go out there right at six o'clock and practice, and be out there by eight fifteen. Everybody can get home instead of you know setting the field up, lining the field, and you know raking the field afterwards, and that type of thing. So it helped tremendously in that part, and uh, you know I, I think that's really really been a great thing that we're able to spend more time at practice and less time on, on field maintenance. But um, uh, you know we just want to thank everybody in the community for supporting us and in uh, the po- American Legion Post fourteen for you know helping us along the way they'll be out there Saturday morning for our um, first game with the senior team and we're supposed to you know the air guards air guard weekend they're going to do a flyover at 12:50, so that's going to be pretty neat as well so a lot a lot of people uh, behind the scenes and a lot of finances Randy Smith and uh, delegate uh, Jason Barrett and uh, Mike Hornby and a lot of those guys have just come through and and uh, just been tremendous help to us
8: and you mentioned the talent of the program, I believe four guys between the two teams are playing down at the state tournament right now, so and that shows how much talent you guys have on your team that those guys are having success in their high school seasons, and uh you'll be without those guys then this weekend so uh how does that affect things in terms of the roster, but also what do you hope or what do you think about Hedgesville chances down at the state tournament?
9: Well, I think they have an excellent chance. I think the fact that they have Guys that are hitting the ball well, one through nine. I think the fact that they have some uh, pitcher-only guys, uh, they can throw out there and not disrupt their defense. And they can keep their their defense intact. I think the way they attack the baseball and run the bases, um, and just the the youth, and just just the grit that they have. You know, it's just the heart and the passion that they play with is just something that you don't teach, and uh, and it has to come from within. And and that group has that. And a lot of times that will supersede, you know, talent at times. So not to say that they're not as talented by any means, but they are going up against some great competition. And um, I just think they have a lot of the pieces of the puzzle to make a championship team.
7: You mentioned it earlier, Trip. that tomorrow's the first game for your senior team. The junior season has already started. What can we, I guess, expect on both sides for both squads this year?
9: well I, you know i think the junior squad has been you know the kind of the most difficult to um schedule for because you, you know they they do have a mix of rising seniors to rising sophomores and um and they have a lot of varsity experience so you want to play a really good 18 19 you schedule you don't want to you know you don't want them to ever have to face a team possibly like Leesburg that we're going to face Tuesday night but uh they certainly want to get them in there and and get them the reps against some very good quality teams and not ever have them play down so you have to kind of vet the uh, competition so that they are playing, you know, uh, you know, slightly above their ability as they move forward through the summer and, and never play down. And uh, you know, as far as the senior team goes, I mean, we just play the best teams that we can find in the area. I mean, we're going to play. We're going to, you know, we invited ourselves basically down to Chesapeake, Virginia, to play Chesapeake, and Chesapeake uh, made a good showing last year in the American Legion World Series. Um, they were just. Uh, you know, they, uh, Leesburg took them to the championship game in the Virginia State Championship. Frederick took them to the championship game in the regionals, you know, and, and Frederick, Leesburg, Chesapeake's on our schedule. The Swarsville team that we're playing Saturday has a great program that has developmental team 15 and under. They have a 17U team. They have a 19U team. They're a state champion a couple of years ago in Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, Boone'sboro played us really well. We just have very good competition that we we play, and uh, you know we're not going to be able to gauge our success on any type of winning percentage because I think we're playing some tremendous. Tremendous uh, uh, competition this summer. It's going to push our older guys as well.
3: And you talk about older guys there. Let's uh, you know we talk about all the players that you get from the EPAC that are currently playing baseball or that have you know finished their high school careers. But you got a lot of guys returning from college after their freshman year. Braden Stadlmeier, Chase Herndon, Connor Bailey, Griffin Horowitz, and uh, Ty Broughton, just to name you know those guys. And you know obviously they played last year. They wanted to play again. Is my presumption on this and obviously if you got guys wanting to play and they're not aged out yet you're going to you're going to have them
9: yeah it's, it's but yeah they're all they're all back I mean you know Ty Rotten at the moment is um, visiting uh, his family in, in Florida but the rest of them are back oh, and Griffin Horowitz is actually in the field at the moment you know at the Army so, um, and, uh, so when, and when he in the field I mean he's actually training right now so I expect him to come back in tip top shape but in conversation with him and his parents and we expect him back around the 10th and uh, he's going to be a big part of what we do. Um, he's kind of transitioned over to outfield, you know, at Army, so he redshirted. But uh, playing every day, playing on the on the, um, I guess you'd call it the B team or the redshirt team, and just can't wait to get all those guys back. But as soon as a couple go, come back, a couple go on vacation. That's why you have a big roster. So I doubt you ever see us at 18 men deep. But uh, I think we have some very very replaceable parts when one guy has to work or. Or go on vacation, or be at uh, you know family gathering, or something. I think it allows them to have their summer a little bit as well, not just you know be one hundred percent baseball, but have uh, you know God, family, and baseball. And really, you
8: guys only aged out just a few players from last year, so you had a relatively young team last year. So to have everybody coming back this season, uh, or a lot of guys coming back this season, that's got to be exciting for your team as well
9: yeah we added five guys you know we aged out a few guys and um and so we added five new guys and we you know we aged out our middle infield with Camion and and uh and jack and um you know a couple other guys uh here and there but i mean we had to had to find some middle guys so we started looking hard in the spring and talked to carson you know, Boober, talked to braylon um you know those guys that pick up those spots bray uh says he's not ready to just become a pitcher only yet he still has aspires to possibly play some middle infield at some point in time at shepherd so he wants some reps there as well you know baden hartman a uh, middle guy that can play there she got dylan but we also have uh you know have have worked out some things where brayden oviedo can play for us an up-and-coming epac guy who's just played tremendous this year and opened up a lot of eyes and uh kind of caught on to the tail end of this when uh, unfortunately Michael Lupus went down and we'd love to have had him and I thought some prayers are for him as he came home yesterday from his surgery hoped he can make it out tomorrow at the ballpark.
7: Talk a little bit about your staff and how great it is to have Mm -hmm. their experience alongside uh,
9: your program. Oh it's just tremendous I mean you know we've added uh, Jack and Josh um, those guys are coming back from great college programs and understand the game very well, the mental part of the game. I loved hearing Grant talk about, you know, the mental part of the game and, and, and these two guys beside him, uh, Connor and, and Alex, talking about, uh, you know, being challenged and, and being pushed and not just physically but mentally. And uh, so those guys do that. Uh, they push those guys, having having those guys there that can swing the um, you know the, the fungo and take some of that off of your shoulder, but also having you know Ryan and Sam to work with those pitchers and take care of those arms and be sure that you know the arm care is in place, which is missing a lot in summer baseball. You uh, know, then we brought on a, you know a fellow named Eric Scheller, who's a hood, uh, who's been to hood, a hood assistant now, assisting at Wilson College was a catcher so we do have ourselves a pitching coach a catching coach two middle infielder guys and you know we're working the outfield so we are fully staffed and you got administrators like I talked about earlier and you have Ethan out there who can do you know many many things for me and then got Mike and Andrew that'll throw bat in practice or do anything you need for, need for me just takes a lot of people it takes a lot of people to be that's why it's really tough to have two teams
3: and you have two teams this year, but also you're bringing in – you're hosting a tournament this year mm-hmm. for the first time, I believe, in a few seasons at least. Uh, how was that to put together, and uh, what are you expecting from that?
9: It's been stressful. You know, it's been really stressful. We're bringing in West Lawn Owls out of PA and uh, Westminster, uh, out of, of travel team Westminster, 19U uh, Vipers out of um, out of Maryland. And, uh, of course, we'll have Frederick there, and Leesburg going to be there, Boonesboro's going to be there, and Morgantown's going to be there. So – you know, these guys are gonna come into town, spend the night, spend some money here in the area and bring a little tourism to the area as well as some really good baseball. People come out and watch the game and we plan on having our announcers and music and the scoreboard and uh, concession stand be open and try to have a a really good feel for each game and not just uh you know, just come out and just kinda of be quiet and dull and I think we're gonna I think it's gonna be very uh, entertaining for those spectators and I think it's gonna be great competition and I think it's gonna be good for the city as well. You got some uh, – or for you uh, as the
8: manager, you know, we've talked about how you don't expect to have all 18 guys there at one time, but uh, when you look at your roster, you have a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions. How tough is it to find – figure out, I guess, where you want to put guys and make sure that they do get, you know, their fair amount of innings at the positions they want to play, whether it be a college or, or whatever the case may be?
9: Yeah, that's the part I lose sleep on most, you know, is making sure that these guys get reps. Uh, I look up and see, you've got, you know, Canby, Herndon, you know, Sifford. I mean, excuse me, Um, you know, shoot, uh, Griffin Horowitz said he wanted to play the outfield. And, you know, Cam Moore plays the outfield some, he catches. And, you know, Jackson Ruiz plays the outfield some, he plays first base. I mean, we're loaded with outfielders. And, uh, you know, how are we going to get all these guys in? But uh, I think the trick is to have a lot of games Leesburg wants to play nine innings on two tonight, and that gives me basically almost, you know, five four, you know, almost equal. Um, so you know, we're going to play those guys, and uh, regardless of the hot hand or what have you throughout the season, we're going to let these guys hit through their hit hit through some of their struggles and play regardless. But regardless, I mean, I think that the 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 key to that is that you just play as many games as possible so that you can get, and that's why you want to have a big roster too, so that. You know, a guy doesn't feel obligated to miss a dinner or something, or miss a family outing because he might leave our team short. So, you know, we want them to have their. It's still summer, and they still need to be kids because they're about to be adults, if not already. So, you know, a big roster uh, helps that, and then a lot of games, and it puts a lot of pressure on us. But as one thing with the turf, we can play a lot of games. So we, 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 we're gonna have a good time. We're going to Morgantown. We're going to. Chesapeake, Virginia, which is really Virginia Beach, and uh, we'll see how they act down there. We're taking both teams to Morgantown, so that'll be fun for me.
7: <laughs> what do you ultimately hope that your players get out of your program?
9: Well, I think I hope they you know they get the process. I think they, uh, I think the kids that come here want to be seen. They want to be offered. They want to play at the next level. I think, uh, you know, I think we can send a lot of emails. We can make a lot of phone calls. And and until your until your program is accredited. And, and have some integrity with the uh, college coaches, it really doesn't mean anything. So I hope that we can be, you know, have some have some integrity in, in that in the baseball world, you know, at the next level, and uh, and I think we're getting there, you know, quickly. I think guys are seeing the talent that Eastern Panhandle has, and um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of talent that college coaches are after, and I hope that we can send these young men to them for visits, and, and they and they are able to impress. And have the instruction they need but I I always say it. I don't want them just to get to college I want them to be able to get to college and be able to play you know it's one thing to get a uniform or or play or get a walk on but uh, get an opportunity but we want to give them you know the instruction the mental game and the physical uh, instruction that they need and the reps they need to to at least you know know, take a shot at one of those open spots there and and perform and, and hopefully play the first year
3: last question here for you um, there's a new Legion team in the area. Obviously, not everybody can play for you. What are your thoughts on the new Legion team and kind of what it's going to also do for the area? Because there's a lot of baseball players in this area, and they all can't play for you.
9: No, I think it's a great thing that there's there's opportunities across the board. You know, um, the paper kind of read that there was a rivalry or what have you when you spoke with their manager, and, and, and that's great. I mean, I love healthy rivalries, you know. I hate unhealthy rivalries uh, when things get kind of ugly, you know. But I hope it stays very healthy and there's guys on that team that I have a real hard time rooting against because I've watched Gage, you know, throughout his whole career. I've, I've seen Peyton Jordan throughout his whole career, Caden Compton, those guys. And then now we've seen, you know, the Noah Browns and, and the Chris French's and uh, Canariums and th- the things that they can do over at Hedgesville and up and coming. So, you know, I think – I think healthy um, rivalries are really good. I think it forces both teams to um, practice harder, you know, and have goals. But I think, you know, when it becomes a rivalry where it's, you know, as long as we beat them, then that's that's all we really care about. Then I think that's when it becomes ugly. And, you know, baseball can be toxic and and social media can be toxic, but, you know, adults can – can ruin a, a young man's game and I hope that we can keep it healthy and I hope that our kids can stay um, focused on the, the big goals and hope we can help each other and, and just to make the baseball and the panhandle better as a group, as a group of basically three teams now with the senior, junior, and, and another team. And the junior team is going to play their team. We're all going to be in Morgantown together, so it be great. Alright, thanks for coming in, Trip. Thanks for
3: bringing your Junior League team, guys, as we'll be there tonight for the Junior League game tomorrow and all season long at Pia Faulkner Park for this, the Senior League games. We'll get in a bunch of Junior League games as well, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get you your Trigger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by Muscleman Girls Basketball and new head coach Tim Potter. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 210. Good luck, Eagles. <laughs>
8: Where does flavor come from?
5: Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. (laughs) And then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life.
9: Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain,
10: sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call
2: 304-725-BONE.
3: Locust Hill Golf Course invites you to historic Charlestown, West Virginia for 18 holes of phenomenal golf. We're just an hour drive from the Baltimore, D.C. Beltway, one half hour from Winchester and Leesburg, Virginia, as well as Hagerstown and Frederick, Maryland. Each tee offers challenges across the 35 acres of lakes, ponds, and streams, which come into play on 11 holes. The Blue Ridge Mountains also provide a breathtaking backdrop to Locust Hill. Schedule your tee time today at www.locusthillgolfcourse.com or call 304-728-7300. That's three zero four seven two eight seven three zero zero.
11: Mommy, where does flavor
8: come from?
1: Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Now we're joined by Dylan Bishop, who's back in the back studio getting some work done. But we're also now joined on the phone by the new head coach for the Musselman Girls basketball team, Tim Potter. How are you doing today, Coach Potter?
11: I'm doing good, guys. How are you all doing?
3: We're doing well. Thanks for coming on with us. And uh, you're the new girls basketball coach at Musselman, but not unfamiliar to the Appleman.
11: So, coaching-wise, this is actually year ten at the high school, and I've been with Musselman the boys for seven years, and um, I was also a player there uh, for four years, and I had a year with Spring Mills girls, and I actually just joined the girls staff for Musselman this past year.
8: So obviously, you know, you have your roots with the Appleman congratulations on getting the job this is Nick Verzellini um, what are you looking to do with this team uh, it seems like Musselman has had you know some decent seasons the last few years uh, haven't quite go, gotten over the hump in the EPAC but have been you know always a team that competes and, and plays hard so what are you looking to do with this team uh, now that you're taking over
11: well I think just what you said that they play hard that's their strength I'm looking to build on that um, I think it's really important Uh, to build relationships and set the environment to be good. Um, The good news is last year me joining the staff was a good opportunity for me to get to know um, some of the girls already, so that was kind of a head start for me. Um, I I think it's just making it more about a team effort than individual and and getting girls to buy in. Um, I've been kind of busy already trying to get things ready with the schedule and going over to the middle schoolers, trying to get them balled in, let them know that, hey, you know, i really want to invest into you all i think there's some good things we can build off of that
7: coach potter colin mclaughlin here congratulations on getting the job just tell us about why you decided to apply for the head coaching position since you already mentioned uh your experience as an assistant coach for the past decade
11: well being a head coach is always something i've always thought of myself doing um ever since you know at a young age um just it's been nice to, to experience from previous coaches I played for. Coach has had a lot of success with the boys I played under him. Coach under him, um, it's it just gaining experience and just want to have my shot at it. And um, and these girls have a lot of potential. Um, I think what you guys were saying, we've been kind of in the mix, but we just haven't gotten over that hump. Um, I think it's a good opportunity. I, I thought this is a good chance I could build off of that and. Um there's a lot of potential and I just want to exploit that and I think uh, we can make have a chance to make some things happen.
10: Coach Dylan Bishop here. Uh this is going to be first time as a you know get to man the helm as the head coach. What do you want your identity of your team to be with you as the head coach?
11: Well, if I had it my way, I'm a very defensive minded, defense first um coach. Um I think it's very important between defense and effort. Um, because that can win you a lot of ball games and dictate the tempo. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, defense is guaranteed, offense isn't. And what I mean by that is there's going to be all shooting nights. Um, but deep playing hard on defense and doing the little things like being scrappy, rebounding, and diving for the loose ball, things like that you can control and bring that to the table every, every game. So I'm looking to be very good after it, play hard, and a fast tempo.
3: And when, you know, we talk about Musselman, we, you know, obviously we knew head coach, former head coach, A. D. Elliott stepped down, but when he stepped down, he said he was going to kind of help with the process of bringing in a new coach. Um, how did, how has he helped you in this process?
11: Oh, he's been great. He, he's he been and uh, me and him actually coached together with the boys before he even actually took over the girls. He, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he's helped a lot with the schedule connections with coaches, Um, he's given you know some tips and things that his way and it's just been kind of nice to to, we we have a lot in common when it comes to style with playing hard um but but things like that it's been really nice to have a good supporting cast under him
8: coach you mentioned uh wanting to build on what you've had with this team in the past and trying to take it to the next level who all are you looking to be some of your leaders for this upcoming season
11: well the the thing that's nice this year is we didn't graduate anybody um obviously um the seniors i'm looking to make a jump immediately i'm looking at a girl like sarah price maybe elena Funkhauser in that mix um to elevate a little bit with the leadership very vocal um but there's also some good young pieces coming up that I, i think are really good um Uh, let's see Nevea Thompson was one of those players that fits the identity plays hard I think she can be very big for us this year Um, and some of those younger girls like more class uh, is coming up can be pretty good in the freshman class so I I think just some of the I think it's gonna be more of a team effort not not necessarily individual and it's going to be trying to get some of these girls to 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 get that leadership role established because I think they've really had that opportunity per se so I think this year will be a good chance to to see how they can uh, get everyone together.
7: Since you just got the job, it's the same year that the new transfer rule has went into effect for high school in the state of West Virginia. I just want to get your thoughts on this new rule and how you're going to navigate the transfer portal.
11: Interesting. Uh, so, obviously, we've seen the effects of that with college. Um, My prediction is I I think you're going to see some players test the waters this year for sure. Um, Some have already announced uh, going to other places. Um, And and I think it's going to be more of a wait and see for the majority. But I think when you look at year two and year three, it's going to start, I know, it's becoming like, hey, there's like a recruiting factor to this. Um, But personally for me this year particularly, I like the pieces I have. I'm not going to really tap too much into uh, transfer business i think there's pieces here that i can mold and work with um but I, I wouldn't rule it out for the future if you know i think it could be something definitely interesting I, i'm myself i'm gonna probably do kind of a wait and see thing because that's you know that's new waters for for all the coaches and stuff around here because um, that's usually typically a college thing but i think it's going to have a big factor uh, around here and around the state.
3: And you saying it's going to have a big factor around here, I think we know that the Spring Mills program not going to look like it did last year. How do you think that opens up uh, kind of the floodgates for every, all the other teams in the EPAC?
11: Well, I think that that was a big one for sure. Um, Spring Mills was kind of in a world of its own. They had a, a an amazing year last season. They did some good things. And, and I think now... It's kind of leveled out. I think you're going to see it to be very competitive. I don't think there's like an absolute dominant team in the EPAC, so I think it's wide open. Um, I look for all the teams around here to be pretty competitive.
6: And
8: You mentioned the league being pretty wide open this year, and I know Coach Elliott was big on not only growing girls' basketball and musclemen, but growing girls' basketball in the state. How do you see uh, girls' basketball being Growing, growing around this area. Um,
11: Well, I think it just comes down to to buy-in again. Um, Over the years, unfortunately, it it seems like it's kind of dwindled off a little bit. Um, But maybe, maybe the transfer portal will change that. I don't know. But um, I I think at the talent level, the girls are starting to come out more, and and I think it's just being vocal. I think promoting girls basketball, um, you, you know, giving it more opportunity to unfold.
3: Speaking with Tim Potter, the new head coach for the Musselman Appleman or Musselman Lady Appleman program, and, and coach, they changed uh, the NFHS recently changed kind of that free throw rule. Have you looked into that at all?
11: Um, not too much. Um, it it Refresh my memory a little bit. I read a little bit on it. I can't remember the exact um, change.
3: If I believe, I believe it's five fouls every quarter. You, you shoot two free throws, and they reset every quarter.
11: Yes, that's what. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, my thoughts on that are, I mean, I guess I could be good and bad. Um, I guess it's just one of those things where whether you, you have to just adapt. Um, and I think it's just important that I just start reiterating that to the girls now, like, Hey, look, this is going to be in place. Um, and we'll just have to start game planning and be strategic and just buy into that because that's one of those things where it's kind of out of your control
3: thanks coach Potter for the time and we hope to be talking here soon as you uh, as you get into some summer workouts absolutely head coach Tim Potter the the Musselman girls basketball coach thanks for the time coach and uh, guys bring you guys back in here quickly um, obviously we talked about it we've talked about it during the show a bunch but Spring Mills now not what it was last year kind of as I said opens the floodgates and and Muscleman, a, a team that returns all their players could be a team that could make the leap next year for sure I mean anytime
8: you're returning uh, a good group of your players and in this case all of their players uh, you know that on paper is going to lead to some success plus you have a coach that's not a brand new coach he was an assistant already on the staff so he's familiar with the players already he may change a few things scheme wise than what coach Elliott might have been running or he might change uh, the way practices are run I mean no coach is going to run things exactly the same but he already knows the players, he knows what he has. Maybe he sees something in a few other players that he can get this team to the next level. Uh you know, it's pretty clear though that Musselman, you know, they're a tough team each and every year. Uh even when their talent hasn't been on the same level as some of the teams in the area, they're always going to give you, a, you know, a good matchup. So I think if he can elevate the the fact that they already give, you know, a good strong effort out there and uh play hard, and then turn that into a little bit more success on the court. Uh, we could see this team, you know, be one of the top teams, especially with Spring Mills now losing, you know, the majority of its scoring from last year. I think Martinsburg will certainly be uh, continue to get better over under Coach Fitzpatrick. Uh, Jefferson, of course, you know, has a a program that's been pretty strong the last few years. Um, you know, Washington I think heads in as the favorites presuming they don't have too much action in the portal and losing players uh but other than that you know it's pretty open besides, besides them talking with coach faircloth sounds like uh, i think they're going to pick up some players
3: they're going to make a step up
8: yeah and they're going to pick up some players that are in the school so yeah. that, that are already at hedgesville so uh they might be better than they were last year so i think overall uh it's going to be much more competitive much i mean it was already pretty competitive but i think we're going to see more talent and more uh, exciting games with this and, and not necessarily have the the one spot locked up yeah. like it was last year.
3: Which I think is going to be great for EPAC girls basketball, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the side of this break. Uh, the Wizards make a front office hire. Uh, we'll talk NBA Finals, a new head coach. Just uh, the Suns just hired a new head coach. We'll talk about that and much more. We'll update you on the Hedgesville game, in the state tournament, as early offense for the Eagles. We'll t- talk about that next after this two minute break. You're tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNRT Ten.
0: Now's the time to talk with John's Pool Supplies about opening your pool. Or maybe it's time for a new above-ground or in-ground pool. John's Pool Supplies, 237 Eagle School Road, has over 30 years of experience and a large selection of products, services, and supplies for your pool or hot tub. From custom liner installation and pool inspection to free water testing, call John's Pool Supplies at 304-267-2000. johnspoolsupplies.com.
2: But for you, I guess you moved on really
3: easily. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by the Mary's Crippin of Mayor Prize financial advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by twelve seventy Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Heard trip before he left said, go Eagles, right before we hit the break. Well, the Eagles. One or in the top of the first inning, they're still batting. This game started about 13 minutes ago. They're up three nothing, two outs with two runners in scoring position. Uh, this could be a, a big first inning for them guys. You're especially way with, behind what
10: <laughs> it's headed well, into the bottom of the first. My fault. I don't know what happened here. It went <laughs> to the bottom of the first. Did you accidentally hit pause one stream behind the other?
3: No, I think what happened is when you go away from this yeah. page, it kind of pauses it. For that, some okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is three nothing still.
8: Yes,
7: it still is three, three nothing
3: entering bottom first. Bottom of the first, Lane DeLauder on the mound for the Eagles, and uh, it's always nice coming up with, with the lead,
10: mm-hmm. so, giving him three runs to work with immediately. That whew.
8: yeah, definitely That's tough for them. Uh, will make things tough for University, presuming of course Lane is on his game. Been a little while since he's pitched uh, for both teams. You know, been a while since they've played so. That might be a vantage hitter, depending on, you know, how things go. Uh, we'll see. University, you know, just learning from yesterday, they have some really good guys in that top of the lineup, so you know, they can certainly keep pace with a team like Hedgesville. But I think the might be the best pitcher in the state. They haven't faced a guy like him, from my understanding. So, um,
7: well, he just struck out the first batter on three pitches. So. Yeah, so, so far I mean, so good for Lane. DeLauter. That's a good
8: start, and of course, giving him a three nothing lead. You know, you like your chances if you're Hedgesville, but you got to keep pushing. It's the state tournament. You don't want to, you know, lay off the gas offensively.
3: Yeah, I think it's huge that you know, three pitches got one strikeout. If you can keep that going. It's that's a, a perfect game if he keeps that going. <laughs> well, if he does, immaculate. You jinxed it. Uh,
8: <laughs> Is it going now? <laughs> one ball, no strike. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not 27 strikes. <laughs> no. 27 strikes. All right, let's uh, case, uh, let's let's
3: move on here. We'll update you before yeah, we we'll, end the show, but uh, let's move on. NBA Finals game one from last night, and uh, sure looks like there was no rust for the Denver Nuggets. As Maybe that rest helped them, whereas maybe the not so much rest didn't help the Heat.
7: That's what Dylan told us. He said 100 per- or not 100%, but it was pretty close to being a lock uh, that if
10: you were betting last night to – Take eight and one denver when the team with home court advantage in the nba finals game one had more five more days of rest than their opponents they were eight and one in game one and eight and one in the series overall well there you go so well, i think if
8: through. you you know saw the game last night uh jokic dominated on 12 shots if that continues this series might go four games uh You know, the fact that he didn't really have to shoot that much, especially in the first half, and they were still winning uh, by double digits for the majority of the game, I think just shows kind of the talent difference between these two teams. Obviously, he was creating for a lot of those baskets, but uh, you know they didn't really need to rely on him. He still ended up with a triple. Um, And, you know, Denver had great performance from Aaron Gordon early. Jamal Murray was hitting his shots. Uh, Caldwell Pep I don't think did too much but they got you know good production for the majority of their team and uh, Martin didn't show up for Miami I felt like he was kind of the x-factor if he was able to keep up these you know 20 point performances they would have a chance to potentially uh, keep this series close I mean it's only game one so overall I think we got kind of what we expected not a super high scoring game Uh, Denver ultimately winning wasn't very close though so we'll see how game two plays out but if Miami wants any chance I think to win this series they got to come back in game two and get a win
10: yeah I don't th- I don't think it was like the most pessimistic it could have been for Miami depending you know considering how they were down by 20 for a lot of the game uh they didn't get great performances from from Martin or Jimmy Butler 25 shots for 26 points from Bam out of bio I think one of the ways that you beat the heat is by making bam be that guy that takes by far the most shots in the game if you can hold back Jimmy and Caleb Martin and the rest so th- that's probably going to continue I don't think Denver played as well as they could have they only scored 104 points and you know this is an offensive machine that can score 120 very easily yeah so I mean Michael Porter Jr. didn't shoot well KCP didn't shoot well and Jokic just kind of had you know an average game for him which was a 27 point triple-double which is a uh, kind of insane to think about but uh, yeah Aaron Gordon had a great game and cuz they don't really have anyone that can s- stop him down in the low post if Bam is guarding Jokic
8: that's so, the thing you know what does Miami do to adjust because they don't have the size with their current starting lineup to really match the Nuggets do you throw in a Cody Zeller I mean maybe you put that I mean he's a big body he could maybe body up Jokic I don't know but
10: he could, but then that's the problem with the Nuggets is then you're just going to get the Jokic-Murray pick-and-roll. Right. And the, you get the switch, and you Murray throw is
8: you in there, just say, hey, you got six fouls.
10: <laughs> you could. <laughs> just get him out there as a hitman, try yeah. to see what you can do so you can knock out of the game.
8: <laughs> if this was the 1980s, that would be a thing, right?
10: I mean, you got to try something. It's the finals.
8: Yeah. You,
7: you want to win, so you need to do something that you hope works. You can't obviously – do the same thing that you did in game one because there was poor shooting and even on a tough night for Denver they still scored over 100 the Joker still had a triple double and was the second leading scorer by Murray, who I think, or was it the other way around? But ultimately, they, doesn't they matter. They're had they're two big guys yeah. outplayed your two big guys, so you need your two big guys, especially
10: Jimmy Butler, to step up. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy exploited the matchup against Jamal Murray the way that he probably could have, like how we saw in the Lakers series, where pretty much every possession down the floor in the fourth quarter, LeBron was getting the switch with Murray, and then they're attacking it from there. So Jimmy you know had a kind of a lower slower lighter game than he's had you know early in the playoffs but there's still the chance to exploit that later in the series i think last night can kind of show you that the nuggets will they still should be heavily favored in the series but i can see the heat still getting a game or two it wasn't like they'll you know i didn't come out of that game thinking well the heat are getting swept
8: yeah but i mean you could also make the argument that like we said this wasn't denver's best performance and they still won by 11 so oh
10: definitely yeah Yeah, that's maybe the heat
8: are getting swept i don't know but i think maybe you give highsmith more time i mean in garbage time he had 18
10: but how how often are you going to get that you know from yeah i don't know can you rely on that
8: could he maybe be a better matchup for gordon though
10: probably i could probably help
8: yeah, so we'll see what kind of – I mean, is Aaron Gordon, though, going to continue to score like he was last night, especially early? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a tough team to match up with. You know, they're long, athletic. Their wing players can shoot the ball pretty well. I know Porter had an off night last night, but not typically a guy that goes two for 11. Aaron Gordon only took one three, but he can knock him down occasionally. That, not really his strength necessarily, but – Uh, If you're going to put, you know, Gabe Vincent on him, I mean, he's going to go to work all day. So it's a, it's a tough
3: matchup for the heat.
8: Yeah, It
10: just kind of seems like no matter what you do, the the nuggets are all having an answer for it. And the heat just don't have the guys to stop it.
3: All right, let's move on here. Some NBA news for the wizards last night as uh, obviously Michael Winger, the new president of, what is it? Monumental basketball is what they're calling it, where he's going to oversee all three teams. Uh, But really be the front office head for the wisdom he's made one hire not the hire everybody thought he was going to make but he's hired hawks president of basketball operations travis schlenk as the senior vp of player personnel uh he lands a highly regarded talent evaluator and executive as he continues to search for a new gm what do we think about this hire did he trade luca for trey young
10: I think he did
8: <laughs> sad, Well, not. he was a,
10: he was a special advisor I'm, for the Hawks. Yeah,
8: I'm just messing around.
10: Yeah, so he was he was promoted the president in 2019 of the Hawks. So that would have been after okay. Trey Young was already on the team. So he's not the guy that traded Luca for Trey. Young. That's good. Lucky, lucky for, lucky for the Wizards.
8: Well, then he is. I mean, the he, Hawks. He was really... the one. He
10: was able to. He was the president while they signed Danilo Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovic, uh, when they selected Ony- Onyeka Okongwu. So. Those were good signings, Gallinari and, and Bogdanovich. So that's that's a reason for optimism there. They put together a pretty solid squad. That's the, the team that was able to beat the 76ers and get to the Eastern Conference vitals. So
8: All Right, yeah. So, you know, since then, though, they've kind of been like the Wizards, a team that competes for the play-in tournament. So Yeah, speaking of... Um, we'll see what, what it happens here. I mean, it's good to get a guy with some experience, uh, I think,
10: yeah, he was assistant GM for the Warriors, too, before going to the Hawks. Yeah. They beat the Heat.
8: Yeah, they did beat the Heat.
7: <laughs> they, that's true. It's if the
10: Heat were to win the series, you kind of got to give the uh, transitive championship to the Hawks. They mm-hmm. showed
8: us that they could potentially knock off the Celtics. They kind of told us that the Celtics weren't that great, I guess.
10: That's also true.
3: All right, well, we saw another hiring. Uh, I guess it's ju- it's not official yet. It's per Adrian Wojnowski of ESPN. The Suns are planning to hire Frank Vogel as a franchise's next head coach. Sides we're still working on the long-term deal. He's got that 2020 NBA title and history of constructing high-level defense, Or, yeah, constructing high-level defenses. What do we think about this? I love Hire.
8: the rotating door of NBA coaches. It's always that, fun. That are
3: all winning titles in the last five years that, that well, are going general, back to the championship like, Frank fired. Vogel's always getting a new job. Manny Williams
8: is always getting a new job. It's just always funny how that's never somebody you never heard of. It's just like, oh, yeah, Frank Vogel doesn't have a job. Let's pick up him and see if it can work here.
10: Yeah, I don't think Vogel was the problem with the Lakers. I mean, it was the supporting cast when they traded everybody from that bubble team. So I'd say it's probably good for the Suns.
3: All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to the Post 14 players, Alex Danner, Connor Smith, and Grant Henderson for coming in, as well as Tripp Tobin, as well as the Musselman Appleman girls basketball coach, Tim Bonner, for coming on. Uh, We'll have American Legion baseball tonight and tomorrow on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. And it's currently Hedgesville 3, University 1. You can go to WV Video Productions on YouTube to find the game. For Colin, Dylan, Nick, I'm Spencer Saying So long, we'll talk to you Monday.